Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who want to become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter, which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams and events, then you can email me chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com. That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com and quote, let's do this. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. www.mindfultalent.coach That's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code, not another sales. And now, on with the episode. In today's episode of the coaching series, we're going to be talking all about building coaching into your role. Due to how we've evolved, there are now a number of positions within business where coaching is required as part of the job role. This can quite often be seen as an expectation for managers and leaders to include on a daily basis. The challenge here is separating the two, managing someone and coaching them. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about how you can build coaching into your role and ensure that you're coaching people effectively while separating it from managing them. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Hello, it's Marty Vids here, host of the Marty Vids Show podcast where interesting people do remarkable things. I'm a business speaker, I'm a business coach and I love inspiring people to get the best out of themselves and live happier, meaningful lives as well as do their life's best work. That's my purpose so I'm looking forward to sharing some incredible tips with you today. Now this is an interesting one. If you're looking to build coaching into your role, you know, whether you're in the workplace or a manager or a sales manager, and you're looking to develop this as part of your job component, what I think it's really important in business, I was always coaching my staff. Like my staff are all in the top 10, 15% of the mortgage broking industry. And the people I work with within 18 months are in the top 10, 15% of their industry. Now, the people I work with now as a coach know they're getting coached. But when I was in business in a leadership role, I was always coaching. And how I would be doing that is utilizing emotional intelligence and social intelligence. So I would keep asking them the question of 
having them come up with the solution before coming to me. Have a think about the situation and the problem. Come up with your own solution and then come to me and let's discuss it because I was always looking to empower the people into leaders and this is really important as a business. The other thing I would do is I would always build awareness and layer experience from me to them and also skill sets. Like I'll say, you know, have you seen this? Have you thought about doing it this way and testing it out? So just always broadening their horizons by 1%, 2 and 3%. Because what you'll find if you get a momentum swing with people in business, they might be, they might be just trending upwards for a while and then there'll be a massive spike up. And that's really interesting. That's when the awareness pops. It's like someone riding, learning to ride a, a unicycle. Very difficult to ride. And for 14 days, they're falling off, they're falling on. And then they'll have a day where they'll go really well. And they'll go, oh, my goodness, I can actually do this. And then they build confidence and they fall over again for the next three days. But there's a recognition that there's a wider horizon that they could work from and a broader horizon. And that's the same with the unicycle. All of a sudden, day 30, they've got it. They click in and it happens and they know how to ride. And then it's just a matter of keep keeping on the improvement. But that's the exciting part about it. You know, when you're working with someone, you're always looking to add value, keep them accountable to themselves. Um, this is not about being accountable to you. Yes, there's a result you need to get, but stipulate with that emotional intelligence, I'm keeping you accountable to yourself because I know you have this in you. And I will always paint a blue sky and say, look, I can see where you're going to be here. And I will map that out for them. But where do you think you're going to be? That's what's most important here. But just that confidence in a leader to go, I think you could be here is important because they can't potentially see it yet. So if you're building that into your role, then then it's just coloring in the, the dots. It's coloring in the picture from there and keep adding value to them, keep working on skill with them and keep them accountable to themselves. When you get that, then that is that is so important and we call it the crap sandwich sometimes when you've got to have a difficult discussion with someone. Always start out with someone good, then give them the crap, then give them the solution. So then the ham and cheese comes in, work with them on the solution and come to a mutual solution together and then finish it up with the sandwich. Finish up on a good point and get them going back into momentum so they can perform their task at their best level. So there's some really important tips that I've used in my businesses successfully and as a leader within the business. And remember, you're not there to fix. You're there really to inspire at the end of the day. And you're there as a demonstration of leadership you know, if they're going to look up to you, you want to be de demonstrating these great behaviors within your business. And like I said, we're not perfect, we're, we're imperfect, but we can demonstrate great qualities in doing what we say we'll do, um, you know, putting in the effort, working on new skills ourselves to better ourselves as leaders. So we want to be the demonstration of leadership when we inspire these leaders within our organizations for the future. Have a wonderful day and I hope you got a lot out of that. Bye for now.
Hi everyone, Janine Capaldi here. Um, I'm excited to continue exploring the, um, the different approaches uh, to coaching with you. When uh, before I set up my own business and when I was um, when I was full time employed, I managed a team where coaching was often required. And it can be a real challenge to flip between the two because, you know, there there is a um, there is necessity to manage as well as to coach. And um, I think it can be a real shame when managers are often expected to be coaching their team um, without necessarily having the expertise and the training and the skills to be able to do that properly um, and you know remember another key challenge is that not everybody wants to be coached you know um, sometimes somebody wants a manager uh, and depending on how um, depending on how successful that uh, relationship is with the manager um, will really impact on how successful and responsive someone is to being coached. So um, that's definitely something that I feel that organisations um, and managers should be considering. You know, if we're thinking about the level of trust, the level of rapport um, that is um, fundamental to a coaching relationship. If that's not going on uh, between a manager, an employee and a manager, then a coaching approach isn't really going to be starting off on the right foot. So that being said, you know, having a, having a really successful coaching relationship uh, with your manager can be very empowering, really empowering for the employee um, and actually uh, make them more invested, make them more invested in um, the business, the, the part that they have to play in um, ensuring the business um, succeeds. So, um, but I think that Ensuring that the that there are clear boundaries between when you're switching between manager and coaching mode is really important. So the advice I would give to someone um, who is um, able to build coaching into their role and ensuring that they're coaching effectively is to have that initial conversation with your team members. OK, um, make sure that you both agree that coaching is part of your relationship and that you have got uh, boundaries around that. Ask those, ask those questions, ask those important questions, because there is a crossover. OK, so, you know, if you see that somebody is behaving or carrying on in some way that is not conducive to uh, the goals that they are setting um, or the approach that they have agreed to taking um, to their work through you know coaching sessions you it, you know you need to contract to be transparent about that you know I I know that that was something that I did when I was coaching my team members is uh, you know one of the questions I asked them was okay so if I if I see you behaving in a certain way, or if I see um, 
you, you know, spending your time on activity that is not conducive to uh, what you are, have set out to do um, to achieve uh, through in, in your goals. What do I do? What do I do about that? How do I raise that with you? How do we have a conversation about that? You know, ensure that, you know, there is a, there is going to be a blurring. You know, there is going to be a blurring of, of um, a crossover between management and coaching. So you need to, um, you know, you need to be okay with that and set expectations around that. Um, and I think most importantly, it's about, having trust and real rapport with your team members um as i said before nobody is going to be responsive to coaching when they don't trust you um or when you're using coaching um i guess as an excuse to um get people to just uh, do what <laughs> what what you want them to do now I've been on the on the back end of some very very poor coaching by management um and if anything it was it was the opposite of empowering it was it was draining and I I didn't want to be there and so that trust and rapport in the relationship is very very important to ensure that any kind of coaching um, goes well in a management situation. Hi there my name is Chelsea Haynes and I'm excited to spend some time with you today talking about how to build coaching into your role at work. A little introduction I'm a certified health and life coach and I am passionate about and specialize in shifting mindsets from a place of scarcity to operating from a place of abundance. We accomplish this shift together by utilizing functional nutrition and focusing on gut health for measurable results. The way we do one thing is the way we do anything. So by bringing it back to the basics of health, we can create real and lasting habit change. So maybe you're a manager or leader of some sort, and you're interested in incorporating an element of coaching into your position. Before we dive into ways to be sure that you are coaching effectively, it's important to point out some differences between coaching and managing. A manager is known to be a person responsible for controlling or administering an organization or group of staff. A coach in this sense is someone who gives professional advice on how to attain one's goals. From my perspective, a good manager knows how to effectively manage time, prioritize tasks, and is sure to see a project through to completion. A coach, in this sense, would help guide and empower others to do the same. If you're a manager or a leader and you find that you may be taking on too many roles or wearing too many hats, or if you feel that you're not getting the results from your staff as you would like, it might be time to zoom out and do some reevaluation. This is the perfect time to bring coaching into your role. A coach will work to tap into people's strengths and encourage them to lean into those exact traits. As a manager, you will be able to discern who to delegate for different tasks at hand in order to be sure that the job gets done. This is a perfect marriage of managing and coaching, as you are now checking off your to-dos whilst also empowering people to feel proud of their work and get excited to be a part of the team. To be sure that you're coaching effectively, 
The key is to hold space for people to sharpen their own superpowers. Act as a mirror rather than an authority. When you choose to see someone with curiosity and ask a few simple questions that will allow for a safe space for someone to be vulnerable, you have just shifted the dynamic of your relationship as you now have created trust and rapport. This tool is extremely powerful, and it is important to know in your heart through and through that people are fully capable and willing to accomplish whatever it is that they set themselves out to do. If you allow yourself to trust that fact and help people sharpen their own tools, not only will you benefit by seeing results, but now you will have a team of people that are energized by showing up for you every single day. A good manager will set healthy boundaries and deadlines, and a good coach will allow people to lean into their best assets in order to hit those deadlines with pride. Another way to incorporate coaching into your role is to do some checks and balances with people's emotions and energy levels. Adding an element of humanity into your role can seem obvious at the forefront, yet I have seen firsthand how easy it can be to fall into a trap of stress and the pressure of being in charge. Ask people genuinely how they're doing and simply listen. Sometimes all that someone needs is to be heard. An effective coach understands that people don't need information. They need transformation. It can always be helpful to give someone a quick tip or piece of advice. However, be sure that that advice is warranted by simply asking permission to give it first. Once you have allowed that person to be heard, asking them to come up with a solution to their own problem can be the most rewarding system for the both of you. I hope this helped give you some guidance on how to incorporate coaching into your role at work and some tools to be the most effective manager and coach possible. Thank you so much for listening. It's a great question how you separate managing someone versus coaching them. And so I'm not a fan of the words managing anyone uh, because it, it suggests that you're going to be you know, way more hands-on than, than the player in this case probably needs to have. But I, but I guess the one piece of advice I would, would give would be to consider imagery as it relates to, you know, where does a coach really spend time? If you think about a professional foot, you know, NFL football, you know, like a kicker, you know, do, do you see the coach, you know, out on the field holding the football as he kicks, you know, the football through the uprights? No, there's somebody out there giving him, you know, feedback, pointers, advice, coaching on the field uh, at times, but you don't see that a lot during the game. And so I think what separates managing someone versus coaching them is proximity. Uh, It's really important. Proximity, when I'm coaching someone, proximity, while there is accountability between session, proximity is very, very important. And where you spend your time and where you are in proximity to your, you know, your employee, uh, whoever that is, your direct report, it's all about proximity. And it's creating what I like to say, a safe circle of proximity where it says, hey, I'm here and I am watching, but I'm watching for your benefit. That's coaching someone. That, that's part of that as it relates to your question. Versus managing someone is I'm here and I'm watching you because 
I'm managing you. <laughs> I don't trust you. So for an employee or somebody that's got to learn to coach in a corporate environment or at a company, it's all about proximity. And really that comes from the heart. You know, leaders lead from the heart. And so really the question becomes, you know, what do you, what do you want the outcome? Do you want your employee to stay tethered to your managing and coaching? Or do you want them to be free of what they may need in the moment or in the meeting or in a season and then go on to greater things? Hello. So my name's Ginny Mitchell. My company's called Change for Success and I'm based in Manchester and I work online as well. And I'm, I'm a mindset and I'm a well-being consultant. So I help people with a wide range of mental health issues. I help people with stress, anxiety, depression, confidence, self-esteem, and I really help them get from where they are to where they want to be. And I really love what I do. I'm, I'm so passionate about what I do. Uh, but I'm here today to talk about um, so looking at building coaching into your role. So yeah, th these days there do seem to be in a lot of a lot of companies, a lot of organisation that there is an expectation for maybe managers or leaders to build um, build coaching into their role and for it to be required as part of their job. So I think to give someone some advice in in terms of building coaching into their role, first of all, I think. The first part of the advice I would give about give is really perhaps look at possibly separating the two and being, you know, be transparent with who you're working with. Be transparent with your with your employees or your staff and say, look, we've got a managerial role here. We need to work, look at, um, you know, the job in hand. We need to look at targets. Are you, you know, are you how is work going? Are you hitting those sales or, or whatever, depending on what role you're in? And you really may, maybe need to look at separating that coaching part of the role as well. And I think when we look at the, the coaching part, I think building coaching into that managerial role, I would really, really, the advice I would give is, first of all, as I say, separate the two. And then as part of the co coaching role, it really is about almost putting not the job part aside but putting that aside in, in a sense and working with the person directly because when we work with people and we we get people and we build relationships that's where people thrive and that's where productivity increases and incidentally when when people are coached well and they're managed well and they feel you know they feel valued as part of a team and that's where kind of morale improves and, and stress kind of goes down so all this all this stuff is really really crucial but within the coaching role i would certainly say it's it's really about about being being very in, apart from what i just mentioned there <laughs> it's being very encouraging and being very supporting to who you're working with and really um, helping guide um, you know, guide those individuals in the direction that they want to be in. You know, if, if they're if they've been in a position for some period of time and they're looking at going for promotion, working with them, you know, say say they've been knocked back for a promotion a couple of times, working with them to help move them forward. You know, why were they knocked back? Was it was it issues around their confidence? Was it not enough job experience? You know, did they crumble in the interview? What what was that? And and, and really work with them to kind of move them forward. This this is going to be a joint effort everyone wins if this if this person gets promotion and they do well you know you win the person wins so it's really about guiding them moving them forward and cliche as it sounds but really big them up you know look at um look at their achievements look at their successes and, and really kind of weave them into 
you know, weave them into how they are, how they're doing and how, how you're going to kind of move forward. So when you're looking at those, those achievements, you're allowing, um, you're allowing, you're allowing yourself to kind of look at that individual and, and help them understand and get to where they want to be. Um, you know, so if, as I said before, if we're looking at promotion, it's about how they can really improve their position within the company. And, you know, this is a win-win for everyone concerned as well, I would suggest. I would also, one point I would like to make is, you know, if if you're a manager and you're being told that coaching should be part of your role, ensure you get some training, get some training in, ask for that training. You can't, you know, you can't essentially be a coach without the training. So it's okay to ask for that. You know, sh- companies shouldn't just be expecting this from managers, I would suggest. They need to get the relevant training in. And I mean some real you know, not just half a day somewhere, some decent, proper training. Um, otherwise, no one will get the best the best out of this. Or failing that, bring a coach in. I know, I know some amazing leadership coaches out there that go in and they, you know, they work with leadership, leadership and managers and they really get, you know, get the best out of leaders and staff. So essentially, see if you, you know, don't, don't mix the two if possible. Um, so yeah, they're my top tips for that one today. Hey people, thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, notanothersalesguy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing not another sales podcast and also if you want to connect to me on linkedin i go by the name of chris hatfield so thanks again and stay tuned for another episode